Hello and welcome back to Lawyering Up. It's been a long time. This is our season two premiere. That's what we're, <laughs> we're going to say when we take a long hiatus. So it was in between seasons. On hiatus. So. Yeah. Like uh, Seinfeld and the great shows of its day, we took the summer <laughs> off. Um, we are back. It's myself, Jarrett Farentino, along with Greg Fellerman and Ed Saramboli. Uh, we have had a hiatus. Uh, we are still in uh, covid um, we've yeah. been gone since May. There hasn't been much going on in the world since May. Other right, than guys? Greg, Jerry was cheating on us during this time. Why? Cheat? Tell him. Tell him how you were cheating on us. Well, I did some podcasts. <laughs> I, I was a get, look. We I'm were offended. Off. I needed I to get my voice yeah, out there. Of course and, you did. And, you know, I don't do turn down an invitation. No. <laughs> no. I, especially they were like, "Hey, we want you to come on and talk about yourself." He's like, "I'm in." Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. I'll do that any any time. It, it was a short and and just so we're clear, all of our guests have been friends of mine. I ran out of friends to have, so that's why we haven't had any. But I made a new friend in Kathy Bozinski fine, through the election. Fine, yeah. fine so, so we have Kathy today. But just to catch up, uh, the election is over. Uh, well, maybe sort the of. voting yeah, has ceased, um, mm -hmm. but we sort are of. in that period of time where there are some. Uh, people feeling very strongly that Joe Biden has won. He's president-elect Joe Biden. And there are very, very passionate uh, folks on the other side saying that the results haven't been certified, uh, the electors haven't voted, and President Trump has filed a series of legal challenges which are pending here That's an understatement. Mm -hmm. yes. A series. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. So with that, we thought it would be great to get back together. And we have a very special guest with us today, um, and Kathy Bazinski. Kathy is the chairperson of the Luzerne County Democratic Party. The literal eyes of the nation, as we discussed in the past, were on Luzerne County. The candidates were here, and Kathy was there for every step of the way. So we're really happy to have you here. Um, but in addition to being a political powerhouse, Kathy has been, uh, <laughs> Kathy hails from Nanticoke. Uh, she was an anchor for WBRE for mm -hmm. many years and a mm -hmm. reporter for WBRE. Uh, she served our county government. She yep. was the first media relations officer yes. at the county mm -hmm. uh, through an interesting time in Luzerne County. Very interesting time. Uh, after that, you were with CBS Radio yes, for a I while. Yes, I was, working in New York. And came back to work with United Way mm -hmm. and take over the reins at the Democratic Party. So we're thrilled Who to knew? have you. Who <laughs> knew? Who yeah. knew? Hey, you forgot one important thing. She won an Emmy. Oh, she won an Emmy. That's that right. Too. How could we forget? How there, did you forget? I know. That? There three, were three, three people at this table have won Emmys. Jared yeah, Ferentino. Three very uh -huh. talented people. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Are you in show business? Are you even in show business? <laughs> we like to say, you know, BRE, they, the, the news won an Emmy after Greg and I started doing the there law you on you. So How we attribute it to, to us. Right. Of you know, is there, could there be any other explanation <laughs> no, 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 for, definitely for not. such a designation? Jared, you're on the spot now. I know. Yes, I know. I know. Well, let's see. Hopefully, with some of the true crime work we're doing, uh -huh. we'll get an Emmy eked out somewhere. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, uh, that would be nice. But it, there is so much going on um, that we don't even know where to begin. Tell me about uh, it. It gives you yeah. a headache to think about it. We are managing what is, in some cases, people would say is yeah. the second wave of the pandemic, mm -hmm. and we're living in this political reality now. Um, we did a show with our friend Bill Vinsco uh, some time ago, and it was pre-COVID. Yeah, I think it was about six, I, it might have been about in February. So, uh, and mm -hmm. we were really, we were talking about, you know, what, what the next seven months were gonna look like, um, and man, I mean it. I mean it played out completely opposite of everything Absolutely. we, everything everybody yeah. thought. And pre-COVID, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah. But we did. We, I think we predicted the election as it would play out here ultimately, yeah, uh, mm -hmm. accurately. Mm -hmm. um, but there has been so much tumult since then. Yeah. So we wanted to have Kathy in. Hello and welcome. Well, thank you it's, so much for inviting me. It's great to see you and be with you. Um, where to begin? Tell us a little bit about how you ended up at the helm of the Democratic Party in Luzerne County. Okay, let me tell you my story. On election night 2016, I turned the TV off when Pennsylvania flipped for Trump. Mm. And I went to bed and I tossed and turned till about four o'clock in the morning and said, you know, I really am fearful for what this man will mean to our nation. And four years later, my, my fears have been surpassed as of that night. And I said to myself, 
you know, maybe maybe it's time for me to get involved. I have to I have to change this somehow. Be careful what you wish for. Um, so in 2018, one of my friends said, "Hey, why don't you run for just your county committee person in your ward in Hanover Township, mm-hmm. where I reside?" I and I, you know, and another friend of mine who actually is a musician, she's a blues music musician, Phyllis Hopkins, was running for her ward in Pittston, and I saw her post on Facebook four o'clock the day before election day. And I, I said, Phyllis, this is great. You're inspiring me. In about 10 seconds, I get a private message on Facebook from a guy named Scott Cannon, who's very mm-hmm. active yep. politically here. I said, Kathy, would you consider running? You're in, I said, he said, what's your address? Boom, boom. He goes, okay, you're Ward 1, Hanover Township. There's nobody there. I said, okay, I'll do it. He said, can I make you a meme? I said, sure. A minute and a half later, this meme pops up. It's on his page. It's on my page. It starts going viral all over the place. Kathy Buzinski, write-in candidate, Hanover Township, Ward 1. That was it. Okay, fine. So they said, oh, you got to do You go in, you write yourself in tomorrow. That's it, which I did. And so did about six other people, surprisingly. And then I started getting all these letters from the Luzerne County Election Bureau. Um, you're also a challenger in Exeter Ward 2 and in Fairview Township Ward 3 and in Dallas Township. Oh, wow. Other people saw this on Facebook and were writing me in as committee person in their How home. about that? And that was kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, I still have the letters at home. They kept coming. Every day I'd get another letter. And there was the thing where if, if there was a challenge, you could go in for the coin toss. And, and I was like, no, I can't even serve there. But it was funny that people wrote me in right. all over Luzerne County. So I came on in June 2018. And there was an opening for vice chair in September, and I was asked to take the vice chairmanship, um, which was great because our former chair, John Pekarovsky, mm. um, you know, he, he managed it. He managed the, the party, but he was not good with media relations. So anytime there was a story or whatever, Kathy, would you talk to, you know, Channel 16, Channel 28, whomever, fine. And then we all know what happened around Thanksgiving a year ago, uh, the defection of our state senator, John Yadichak, who, you know, went independent uh, for reasons that really didn't have a whole lot to do with us here in northeastern Pennsylvania, but decided to caucus with the Republicans, which created an avalanche of either resignations or people, quite honestly, run out of of the committee on a rail because of their, you know, alliances with him well john was the, yeah. john was the de facto head he was the highest ranking mm, no democrat locally yeah. really a face of the party and his move um really shook things up it did and when things get shaken up politically it creates opportunity often absolutely and john pekarovsky was very closely aligned with john he was. they were good friends and and um that caused a shakeup with the leadership of the party. Isn't that what happened? Absolutely. And ultimately, it was the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, and John Peck calls me, says, Kathy, I got to go. I sh- shortly thereafter, I got a call from Eddie Day Pashinsky saying, Are you ready? <laughs> And I said, well, we'll Did he see. sing the question? No, 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 but he has many times since. Yeah. Um, and, and so we got through Thanksgiving not knowing what was going on. And then I got a call late the Sunday after Thanksgiving last year, less than one year ago today, um, from Eddie saying um, we met uh, our entire legislative delegation, including Senator Bob Casey, this afternoon we talked and we decided you are the person we want to lead the party forward. Well, you take it, and I don't know what happened next, but I said yes. Right. And the next thing I know, it's December 1st of 2019, staring down the barrel of 2020. And that's how I became chair. So that, that is a great story. It, 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 it really is. is. And, it's a great story. And things happen for a reason. I think that it was time for the Democratic Party in Luzerne County, particularly, to get someone that was media savvy. Um, and truly a fresh face. I mean, and, and a female and, and yeah. a female leader yeah. um, to have a woman at the top of the Democratic Party um, in a time where s- so many issues go to um, equal pay and women's rights mm-hmm. and, and, and really a, a group that has not had a, a, a tremendous voice, although there have been mm-hmm. some locally. Uh, it's a great honor for you, I'm sure. It is. You know, but really. 
oftentimes the moment really reveals uh, a need for someone like yourself. And I think, and I'm going to pay you a compliment here because it's true, I think through the national election and the spotlight that was shined on you, you were a tremendous representation Thank and representative you. of the party. Oh, without question. I agree. Without question. Yeah, I mean, you did a good especially, job. Especially, you know, every time you were interviewed, you were just so poised. Um, there wasn't a moment that I can remember in the last year when really the entire you know, focus of the nation mm-hmm. was on Luzerne County, where you were interviewed, where people were like cringing, like, oh my God, what's she going to say? I mean, uh, so it really kudos to you. I mean, that's just, that's fantastic. Don't really, you think really that really reflects that. positively on both sides? I mean, you know, yeah. oftentimes um, when you're looking at an area like ours, sometimes you wonder who's going to be mm-hmm. someone they focus on. And they focused on some real passionate uh, Trump supporters. Um, and, and the counter to that is this professional poised leader of the Democratic Party, which I thought was great. And and on both sides, it was nice to see good representation of Northeastern yeah. Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, because, you know, this is a very hot issue. Oh, and everyone's looking at who's going to say something wrong, who's going to create some kind of a controversy, hopefully to push folks one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen, which was a good thing, I think, for the area. So I have a, I have, I have a question. Because we had Billy on, you know, six seven months ago, and uh, Billy Vince go, and and Billy had, you know, has been involved in local pol- mm-hmm. Democratic politics for many years, uh, and he was saying that, you know, he really uh, thought that this election would still go, you know, in Luzerne County mm-hmm. to President Trump, um, just because of some of the you know what he had seen over the over the um, past four years and obviously the county still vo- overwhelmingly voted for president mm-hmm. trump but not in the same numbers no. that they did yeah. in 2016 uh, which you know really if if it was a much tighter election would have made a huge huge Absolutely. difference but what did you see i mean your boots on the ground you know what did you see really in the last year that where there were people starting to move either towards the Democratic Party or Mm -hmm. just away from Donald Trump? Which one did you see? I I saw um, a lot of different things. I I came into 2020 knowing that there is a solid Trump base here and they weren't going anywhere. There was nothing Mm -hmm. we were going to do to change their minds. Um, But there's a thing that that I've definitely learned in working with the Democratic Party and you know there's this cliche that yard signs don't vote well guess what in Luzerne County they kind of do and this is when I first you know I first started to realize that some things were shifting when I came in our Treasury was down to nothing I had no money I had a Six districts in Luzerne County that were in tatters because of resignations, had to rebuild them, fine. And then guess what happens on March 15th? COVID hits. Mm -hmm. We can't get together and have committee meetings and have rallies and do all the traditional things that you build bridges and, you know, with. And it's like, okay, so what do I do? We've also got an interesting dynamic here. We've got young Democrats who I can hop on a Zoom with right now or FaceTime, it's no problem. But we've also got long-time Democratic supporters who don't even have an email address or a computer or a smartphone. So it was a real challenge. So I'm sitting, working from home, in my house. Um, thankfully, the primary was pushed to June 2nd because of COVID-19. But I'm, but in end of April and early May, I'm thinking, no contact, no opportunities. What can I do to, that's going to engage everybody all at once? Uh, you know, but we can do it safely. And I thought, we got to get some yard signs out. There were no Biden yard signs going into the primary right. at all. And at that time, he was, by the time we were hitting our primary, it was a done deal. Yeah. Was, and and Kevin, let me ask you, so yeah. is that on, so for folks that are listening that may not be familiar with running campaigns, let's say this, is that on what would be a local contingent of the Biden campaign, or is it typically on the county party or both together? On the county party. Okay. Um, when, when I, my goals as I sat there in, in April and May, I had three goals. Get out yard signs to people, 
create a physical presence in a headquarters, something that we didn't have, and then finally in the clutch, get Joe Biden here. Yeah. And fortunately, all the things that went wrong in 2016. Exactly. Yeah. And that's none of that was done. That's precisely why. Correct. Because, I agree. Because what I'd heard on yep. a daily basis through phone calls yep. and everything, longtime Democratic supporters saying, but Hillary didn't come. Here. Not one foot. We couldn't, we couldn't get a yard sign. We, we'd walk in their little headquarters, and there would be some 22-year-old kid from Massachusetts telling me, I can't, I'm, right seven, I, right, yeah, right, right I'm, 75, I'm 75 years old, and oh, you either have to pay $25 or you do 15 hours of door knocking to get a Hillary Clinton sign. And wow. so, so I'm sitting here. This quite I wonder why there were no signs. Yeah, I know. So I'm, so I'm sitting <laughs> here. Solved. I'm sitting here in April, April and May in the middle of pandemic. Oh my gosh. People are losing jobs right and left. I said, we need yard signs, but they got to be free. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I started reaching out to people, and magically, people started reaching out to me and saying, do you need any money? I said, yeah. I need to buy 600 yard signs that'll cost me, you know, $1,200, whatever. Okay, check will be in the mail on Monday. Right. And that's how it started. Huh. And so I got a bunch printed. My, and we had no headquarters. My dining room of my home right. was the headquarters. <laughs> p- packed sky high with Biden signs, putting them together. And I developed a system. I got some volunteers who would do contactless drop-off for those who needed it. And they'd yep. you know, email me or send me their information. We'd, I'd send out a list, text it to somebody, and distribute them. Or, but more, what happened more than not is they would pick them up. Every night before I'd go to bed, I have a huge front porch. It's an older home built in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. I would put out yard signs with post-its with people's names on them. Three signs for this person, four signs for that person. My entire front porch would be lined. And like magic, during the course of the day, I'd get a text, just picked up my signs, just picked up my signs, and I'd do that again. This this went on right through the you primary. You were paper in the town. I yeah. was paper in the town with a contactless distribution. So I thought, Phew, all right, this was cool. We're going to get a rest. No. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. The day after the primary, every means of reaching me through Facebook. I, I, I'm, I administrate three different Facebook pages and, and, you know, of course, Instagram and, and Twitter. And, you know, the, the state the state committee put my cell phone number on their website. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's okay. wonderful. <laughs> so my phone, my email, every means of reaching me started, started, you know, blowing up with people wanting Biden signs. The day after the primary, I thought, what the heck is going on here? But I said, all right, we got to raise some more money. We raised some more money. We bought another couple of thousand yard signs. They went like hotcakes. By that time, we were starting, fortunately, we're getting into July. We were loosening our restrictions, coming out of the, going into green so we could have a little more, uh, a little more contact and get them to people. And I started drive some, I'd take a Friday afternoon and start driving around and putting them in people's lawns for them and meeting a lot of people. And that was a, a wonderful experience. And then Kamala Harris came onto the ticket. Then everybody wanted Kamala Harris, you know, Biden Biden Harris signs. At this point, the the campaign was not even a presence here in northeastern Pennsylvania at all. So okay, so we printed Biden Harris signs, and we went through you know hundreds and hundreds well, of those. Why do you think that is? That when you say they're not, a, they're well, not and a I want to I want to follow up on that. Yeah. Especially, can you address it from the national perspective? Like, where did the DNC finally come in? If they, they did come in, second week in September. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It boggles my mind. Th- this because you remember Tom ha- Perez was here. Yeah, I know. Because I of what happened yeah. in 2016, and for yeah. the last four years, I mean, there's been Emma, yeah. Chris Matthews has been here, MSNBC, Fox, everybody's been here and said, you know, this election may turn on Luzerne County, and they don't show up until September. September. Well, here's the thing: what was there, there was a book written called The Forgotten. Uh, okay. If that didn't remind you to remember us, this well, time. but 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 here is my theory. But, okay, yeah. The Forgotten was not just the folks in that book. Right. The for- Forgotten were the Democratic Party here on the ground in 2016 right. for the yeah. reasons that we right. just talked about as well. That's, That's true. Who That's I think a good the point. Forgotten is that led to what happened in 2016. Well, and it, it, the, the the fall of the Democratic Party goes back. 10, 15 oh, yeah. years. I yeah. mean, you know, from the scandals that her- happened here in Luzerne County, they, they basically decapitated the Democratic Party. Yeah. And, you know, you've done a good job of resurrecting it. And, you know, that, that, and that was a Herculean effort. 
Thank you. I it really was. It. I mean, and the other thing was, it wasn't that it there wasn't a, just a failure to organize the Democratic Party. The Republican Party has grown. Yeah. yeah. So no, if no you question. look, if you look at, it, and I was reading before we started today, here's here's the numbers. In November of 2010, the number. This is from the a Citizens Voice article. 18 Democrats to 10 in Luzerne County. In November of 2020, it's 13 to 10. Yeah. Right. Democrats to Republicans. So the Republican Party, um, in the wake of President Trump's national campaign, in the wake of uh, some of the scandal that Greg is talking about, mm -hmm. has swelled. So where you have a disorganization on the Democratic side, prior to Kathy, you had tremendous organization, mm -hmm. recruitment efforts mm -hmm. on the ground for the Republican Party. And I think a lot of that has to do with our region, our folks being forgotten mm -hmm. uh, by Democrats written off. I also think, and one thing we didn't talk, we haven't talked about, is if you look at, we talk about fake news, you hear people say fake news. We're talking about uh, editorial news. Mm -hmm. And for the first time, people had access to right-wing right, right news, left-wing news, and people's opinions were starting to coincide with what news they're watching. If I watch MSNBC, oh, right. I'm active. I'm an active Democrat. If I'm watching Fox, I'm being regularly exposed to uh, mm -hmm. more conservative news. That started to change people's attitudes, too. And they started to say, hey, you know, I am not aligning myself with a party who has a left agenda or a right agenda. And that changed people's minds, too, very much so. I mean, if you talk to folks that are new Democrat or new Republicans, and I know many of them mm -hmm. that were active in the Democratic Party, it's a lot of the same concerns that there are these conservative issues that they felt are ignored or forgotten, and they're staying where they're at right now. That's going to be a challenge mm -hmm. for you to, to find a way to lure back a lot of those middle-of-the-road Democrats that Greg, you've said it before. We agree on much more than we, we do. disagree. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, right. um, and, and it's it's our messaging. It's you know, and I, I I say this a lot. I mean, the Republican Party years ago was hijacked by the Tea Party, if you remember, and it, it was bad for them. And I think this current Democratic Party has to be careful not to get hijacked by the radical left because it'll offend our centrist Democrats, where most people probably are more, more centrist, and especially. In northeastern PA, they are clearly centrist Democrats um, versus you know the, the Philadelphia Democrats who are much mm -hmm. more liberal and you know align more with that. So I think you know the challenge is, is really from both parties is to get away from the radical, push everybody to the middle, and get to work because I mean the issues are very close when you really break people down. We've studied that. We've talked about it all the time. Uh, you know, exactly what you described, uh, Luzerne County does have a microcosm. They've got more conservative Democrats, oh, yeah. and they've got more liberal. And part of what I did was meet with all of those more liberals, the folks who were, who were you know, big Bernie supporters and things like Correct. that, and say, okay, blue no matter who, you guys have to be with me on this. Yeah. Right, Luzerne well, that County. was, right, get on board. And, and I mean, we, it's, it's big tent from day one. This is what we had mm -hmm. to do. And, and we were able to do that, but, but they didn't listen, do that in 2016. And just, no. just so you're saying, they, their issues have a voice within the party, oh. but, and they should be listened to, but they can't be the main, you know, it can't, we can't get just get pulled all the way oh, to no. the left, or the Republicans and, should not get pulled all the way to the right. And I, I, that, I agree, absolutely. You know, but if, they, if you, and if, yeah. you, if you look at the Democratic platform, the, you know, the more liberals, you know, Bernie, the progressives, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, they have altered the platform they have brought in made it a little uh, a little mm -hmm. more liberal issues here and there so they've made their ch right. change so progressives should be pleased that I, I i kept telling the progressives you can't remodel the house until you get the keys to the front door right. okay no yeah. Yeah. Right. you can't yeah. Yeah. and I, right. I said i said this is going to be a centrist presidency but the True. issues that are important to you will be considered sure in that. Right. I said, but you, you know, but, you, you can't out of protest vote vote for a third party candidate and then hurt Joe Biden because then you never got a chance to see some of your, your the things that you want realized. That's one of the things I always say, like on the bus versus driving the yeah. bus. Yeah. And, and that's the big thing. And I, I identify myself as a middle of the road political person. I'm a, I've said before, I'm a Jarrett crat, which I am socially uh, liberal, but conservative when it comes to economic issues and government, uh, more government issues. But I also think that I am a typical uh, Luzerne County voter. 
I'm a typical Luzerne County um, thinker when it right. comes down to my approach to government. Mm -hmm. Having been raised here and grown up somewhat active in, in local political, uh, the local political arena. And I think that the messaging, as you said, has to be your issues are important. They Correct. cannot be the only thing. Mm -hmm. Right. We have right. to govern a nation of parties. It's it's not going to be, you know, the 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 AOC and and Representative Omar and folks like that. The, these folks are truly Democrats. Mm -hmm. They're but but in Luzerne County, maybe the Green New Deal isn't as important as stagnant wages and bringing jobs sure. and yeah. making right. sure we have good and, trade deals. And I think that's something the Democratic Party has to listen to. Is I mean, if you look at the the way the election is. 50% of the country likes Donald Trump's agenda, 49.9% mm -hmm. like his agenda. And there are some Democrats who obviously like his agenda and his policies. So, I mean, maybe some of the stuff should be incorporated into, and Joe Biden actually started to say it, I'm going to bring the jobs home. Mm -hmm. I want manufacturing. I'm not banning fracking. So, I mean, Joe is a centrist left clearly. That's what he's always been. So I think if we, as a Democratic Party, you know, bring those to part of our talking points and on our messaging, we may open the doors for a bigger tent, like you said. I, you know, I agree completely. Yeah. And, and in talking to the thousands and thousands and thousands oh, yeah. of Democrats over the past couple of months, when we boil down, you know, what's important to Luzerne County in northeastern Pennsylvania, climate change is an issue, but it's nowhere near the top. Right. Number one, right across the board, was job opportunities. Family sustaining jobs, not $14 an hour warehousing right. jobs, but right. jobs, economy, union. Pe right. People say, here saying the economy is not the stock market. Correct. You know, yeah. I, I, I find this personally. Um, yes, I have retirement funds in stocks, but they're not available to me now. No. But right now, I am struggling paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that, that is the economy. That's the stock market. They're two different things. Are, do they have relationships? Absolutely. But that's what's important to people. Number two, automatically, was leadership on COVID. People in this area uh, thought there yeah. was no leadership out of the Trump administration. He, he denied it. He was too late to the game. Had he jumped on it sooner, mm -hmm. you know, with, with some nationwide measures put into place at the end of January, early February, people might not have lost their jobs you know how many 200 and some thousand people have died so far and we're, we've seen another episode and, and quite honestly that's what flipped the election yeah. i think yeah. it, well, if he didn't do it, you know oh. and i think president trump a, a lot of his personal conduct through uh, his management of the pandemic turned off and the numbers will eventually bear this out but i think suburban women um he's lost ground he didn't, you know, some of the numbers show with the African-American population, he did not lose a lot of ground. In fact, may have gained a little ground. In the Latino community, he Miami, gained in Miami. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so where people, folks that were okay economically looked at his conduct and said, hey, I'm not comfortable with the way he's behaving. I'm going to support Joe Biden. Even though, and I'm going to say, Joe Biden didn't launch a clear plan on COVID. But President Trump's leadership style mm -hmm. and yeah. and action. Him saying, "I'll follow the science," though probably did help a lot of people. It certainly yeah. helped. You know, it well, certainly helped. His mess. You know, and again, we'll see what how that bears out. But circling back to something she said, and, and I thought about this a lot when you talk about the economy in northeastern Pennsylvania, and you know, four years. You know, they always say the Democrats show up every four years, and I always said, you know, when I'd ask my some of my Republican friends, I go, "Hey guys, what has Donald Trump actually done for northeastern Pennsylvania?" What did he do? Like, I mean, if I was Donald Trump, I would have put a, a plant here in northeastern Pennsylvania mm -hmm. with 10,000 jobs and he delivered on what he said he was going to do. And, you, you know, you ask people, well, what did he do? And they, they, they were all these other. But there's nothing you can point to, like, you know, when you really exactly. look at the impact of the economy in northeastern PA. And I thought it was a mistake on his part, to be honest with you. Well, this area put him over the top. And I, he, I agree. And, and Kathy, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is because you talk to Republicans, you mm -hmm. talk to Democrats, and the interesting thing is that very similar to, you know, I'm very similar to Jared. I'm socially very liberal, mm -hmm. fiscally, you know, with the economy very, you know, very conservative, which is certainly you talk to any Republican and, and that's all they want to talk to. They, they want to talk about fiscal responsibility, right. fiscal responsibility. They can't say that with a straight face, no. And and so now, like, I said, well, our, our deficit is higher right. than it's, it's ever crazy. been. Right. Um, 
They'll start the, that talk now, though. You know, Believe I mean, me, it's going to. Oh, they've we, been, we, we can't. Spend they've been spending money. money like drunken sailors yes, over are. the past four years, and so it's interesting because they almost vote for. They've almost voted for President Trump against their own real, true conservative values, mm-hmm. and so what have you found like in talking to them because there is and i think it just is it just resonates with this president that republicans are are willing to overlook so many things that have violated their true conservative values um and vote for him regardless of that and and what have you found in in over the course of the last year why is that you know it, i've that question came to me time and time again from every media outlet in two-thirds of the Western world. And, you know, there were a lot, there were a lot of reasons. Um, I think in, in 2016, um, there were a lot of people, you know, working class folks, who back in the late 90s and early 2000s said, I'm making money. I'm putting some money away for retirement. We're paying the mortgage. We're uh, you know, take the kids to the shore in the summer, have a nice vacation and stuff. All of a sudden in, in 2015 and 2016, they can't do that Be, simply because the rate of inflation hasn't kept up with the increase of salaries in, in, the, in the job, you know. In this area. In this, yeah. this, in this is the microcosm of what's wrong. Ab- absolutely. And in the midst of that walks Donald Trump. The guy who knows the art of the deal, the guy that they watch every Sunday night say you're fired. I love that guy. Maybe what we need is some a business guy, a corporate guy like that to come in and run the country. I think those people yeah. kind of embraced it. The problem is, and I give this example, and I do it lovingly, it's like, remember All in the Family, Archie Bunker? Mm-hmm. There were folks who watched that and said, this is a satire of what's going on in our country, and I'm laughing at it. But there were other folks who said, I like that guy, and I think the same way. Donald Trump's the same thing. There are people who just love the fact that he's outrageous and the bluster and that we're going to be in the face, in somebody else's face. And that's, that's another issue that I think brings us back to. You know, this is an area that was built... Uh, on the coal mining industry. Probably all of our grandparents or great-grandparents came here and worked in that. But what was interesting in the early 1900s was was the way people were or were not accepted into this area. And I think it was very strategic on the part of the mine owners. They didn't want people, you know, we're the only area that has a Russian church, a Polish church, an Irish church, you know, every, you know, people were kept separate so that mine owners, so so that commonality wouldn't grow and mine owners could maintain control over the, these people. I think in our area remains a lot of suspicion to newcomers. And suddenly, yeah. 2014, 2015, 2016, the, let's face it, the face of Luzerne County is changing, mm-hmm. okay? We have seen a lot of, Afri- we've always had an African-American community that's been very strong, but it's growing as folks from New York and New Jersey realize that the cost of living and affording a home is yep. better here. They will commute two hours to New York City or northern New Jersey to work every well, day. Just look, at the, just look at the makeup of Hazleton. And, and that's, that's precisely it. What, what started as a crusade against illegal immigrants by Lou Barletta in 2004, mm-hmm. 2005, now National it's, the, but, that, but what people don't realize is that Latinx community there saved that city. It's creating a, a new yeah. renaissance there. Right. Suddenly you've got people buying homes, you've got business, new businesses springing yeah. up. All those people who were so frightened in 2004, 2005 are now like patronizing these businesses or going to these restaurants or have neighbors who are from the Latin community and suddenly it's working. But I think for Luzerne County in general, people were looking around and this is not a Luzerne County phenomenon, it's happening nationally. And saying, you know, this is not the area I grew up in. Look at all these, these are just new immigrants the way that our grandparents were new immigrants. Absolutely, but Donald Trump, saw through through Steve Steve Bannon, who is an evil genius, there is no question, recognized that in a lot of places across the United States. Fear. And he played to that fear. Yep. So I think that I think that was the second factor that flipped him for Trump. And though and a lot of those people are sticking with that that outlook and that philosophy. That's definitely a major factor. But the other thing is people around here, they're not stupid. 
They got sick of doublespeak from Washington. Yeah. They got sick yeah. of the stagnant wages well, here. And they said, here's a guy. They know who Donald Trump is. You've know, I've known who he was my whole life. He's always been an ever-present force in the media. People looked at him and said, I'm taking this grenade and I'm rolling it into Washington. And we'll see what happens. Now, the one thing, uh, the immigration issue was key, a la Roger Stone and Steve Bannon. Okay? Yeah. But... There are other things Donald Trump talked about. He talked about, and whenever politicians start talking about, I'm not, I don't mean to say he, he's not a politician, or at least he was new to the game, yeah. start talking about running things like a business. The one thing that Donald Trump has been claiming to be is a results-oriented person. So when he comes in and says, I'm going to get out of this bad trade deal, I'm going to get out of this, that spoke to people too, because a lot of people felt very strongly about NAFTA locally mm -hmm. especially they in this, saw the especially in this area. Sure, this area he promised I to mean, get out at, of that look at you know, rca yeah right gone so he promised to get out and he did so these are things where he delivered in a sense maybe not a facility here greg but he committed to doing certain things and we can't forget a lot of people half this country still supports him mm -hmm. and right. and there are people on on his bus that maybe support him for a lot of the wrong reasons, but they also support him for what they perceive to be for were failures of the Democratic Party to get their mm -hmm. arms around right. some but, of these things. But circling back what you just said, not a facility, but what, if you listen to what Kathy said, the biggest thing people are concerned about is being able to take care of their family, mm -hmm. and that has not happened here in a long time. And it, that falls on the Democrats, too, because the people here felt that they, they, they've been left out and forgotten about. Like, what about us? under the Barack Obama administration. What about us? We're struggling here. We want, we want a good job. We want to take care of our kids. We want to go to the beach. We want to have a nice Christmas. We can't even do that. So they had every right to be pissed off. And now it's up to Joe Biden now. And that's why I said Trump missed an opportunity. Yes, he did. He could have locked this state down, lock, stock, and barrel if he delivered on a couple of those promises here in the, in, in, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. He would have won, in my opinion. But you know, now Joe Biden, same, same challenge to you. Take care of these people here in Northeastern exactly. PA who need it. We see it. My brother owns a local bar in town, and he, his people, you know, are, are blue collars. They come, and they have, they struggle. They have a hard time, and you know, those people do. They're the ones who need the help. They're the ones who've been left behind. And I think that's the challenge, really, for both parties to take care yeah, of these people. Take care of the people in 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 north all the northeastern PA, around you know the, this great country we live in. And that's the challenge. I what agree. Kathy? What are you seeing as the, the messaging that's coming out of Washington mm -hmm. now? Um, to you know, Democratic uh, you know uh, chair people like yourselves all over the all over the country. Like, what's going to be the messaging, especially over the next seventy days? Well, you know, this this it's, you know we have this odd kind of transition periods going on, but you know, then we have two major Senate races in Georgia, mm -hmm. and and what is the what are they saying? Like, what is going to be the, what Greg was just saying? Like, what's going to now? carry us forward into into tomorrow well the, the the first thing is i'll tell you i'll tell you what the most reassuring thing that happened in the past week was when pennsylvania flipped and then when he was projected joe biden was projected to be the winner yeah and and i'm you know I was really frightened about transition of power. I still am frightened about it as we sit here today. But when I'm watching the news and they said, okay, they just cleared the airspace over the Biden's home in mm. Delaware, and, and the and Secret Service just moved in, and de de our agencies were doing what they were supposed to do. Right. Yeah. There could have been someone at the top saying, don't do that. But they kicked in. And they will. And they, they will. will. And I know they will. But that was probably one of the, some people, though. One, one <laughs> yeah. of the most reassuring moments I've had in the past week. What, it, what I like is that whether Trump has conceded or not at this point, Biden is full steam ahead, yeah. and he 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 is he is making the transition himself. Well, and you have to. I yeah. mean, you have to. Yeah, you have the time no. limit. You get like in that. day one, you better be yeah. ready to yeah. roll. She said something funny, and I, I I I'll ask everybody here: Where were you when you heard Joe Biden won Pennsylvania? You know, like in those moments in time, what were you doing? I was on the treadmill working out. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I started celebrating. Like, do you remember where you were when you first saw it? I was I was in my well, and this is what this is why it's I funny. remember it, because. I we was, waited all week. I know. I was I was in my bedroom. It comes up, on pops up on my phone. I'm like, holy crap! Right. I run for the TV, and <laughs> I've gotten to be good friends with the reporter from the Washington Post. And my phone rings, and it's really? him. And he goes, congratulations! 
and we're having this phone conversation and I'm watching the TV and I'm talking and I start crying. Yeah. I start crying mm-hmm. on the phone. But, you know, and... and, and it's one of those things you remember, is, like, you know, like, I knew where it was when 9-11 happened. I remember when they called mm-hmm. the race for Joe Biden. I, I, spent, I spent most of last Saturday in tears till yeah. about two, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Then we kicked open a bottle of champagne and yeah. celebrated. But, but, but the media car calls yeah. start, mm-hmm. came all morning. Yeah. But I literally, I cried my way through most of last Saturday because I think it was so much hard, hard work. And I'm still scared still, about what, yeah. what was to come. Just just came spilling out. It was kind of crazy. Well... What was a really special moment in our house was, um, you know, my wife was, you know, she's very, 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 you know, ardent supporter of, of Joe Biden. But to see, we have two young daughters, 16 and, and 12, to see the joy, just joy, yeah. um, uh, not necessarily because Joe Biden was going to be the president, but, yeah. you know, because of his pick for vice president. And that, that oh, you know, yeah. it was a woman of color and yeah. somebody oh, that, you know, it, it's terrible to say, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't some old person, uh, you know, that had been around, you know, for forever. It was a new, fresh face and somebody that they really could look up to. And they were, you know, that's, you know, as a father, that's not something we've had for the last four right, years not at all. in that role as it relates to to young girls and and so that was i mean they were both you know they were both in Aww. tears and you know just very exciting for them to it see is. that you know like this is finally that glass you know, that yeah. ceiling has been shattered um and shattered in a very dramatic you know dramatic way um i mean she's a, a you know she's an amazing speaker uh, she's you know really talented she's very bright mm-hmm. i think she's going to make a great you know vice you know vice president I don't necessarily agree with everything that, that she sure. says or or the positions that she that she has taken uh, on certain you know on certain issues but I'm glad to see that there's a new uh, you know new face in in you know in that uh, in that role and so that was for me that was really interesting to, and exciting to just see the look on my daughter's faces whenever uh-huh. that you know whenever that happened you know it's funny when you said that like um, my daughter is 11. I couldn't believe how engaged she was just watching this. And I'm sure your, your children were too, Jared. But I mean, well, I'll tell you, we were watching the debate of Victoria's Eve, and she said to me, um, she was going to run for president. She said I could be her vice president, which I thought was great. Nice. <laughs> but that's one thing. I mean, here's the thing that's changed in politics. A lot of things have changed, but everyone is engaged. Everyone is a personality. Everyone could comment on Twitter, Facebook. Everyone has a voice. And you take even the Chris Cuomo's, Don Lemon's, Tucker Carlson's of the world, they're in the process now. They're in the game now. Oh, yeah. They're not just reporting the news. And that's something that is really, really different this time right. around. And it is. Well, you go, you go back, you know, um, 10 years ago when Eddie and I were, I was the district, 6th district chairman. He mm-hmm. was my... Um, vice chair, yeah. vice chair, whatever treasurer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, above. it was not what it is now no. with the level of engagement. And you're right. I mean, it was just a, a small group of people doing their part in the process. And like now, you see everybody has an opinion. Everybody wants to be involved. Everybody, you know, it, it's really changed. I mean, you know, look at just look at the the, the the voter turnout, but the 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 engagement. You're so right. I mean, everybody has something to say. And, oh, and that's and when we were younger, nobody really talked about politics. Like oh. you know, did you talk about politics in high school? You might have, Jerry. Here and there, but <laughs> I didn't have time for a lot of things. You know, you know what I mean? Like, think about it. Everybody, yeah. these kids are engaged, it, which and that's is good. good. But what I think there's some aftershocks to what we've been through for the past several years, I think we have to be careful that all the institutions or some of the institutions that we hold dear aren't totally broken and some things need to be repaired. We need to start having a little bit of faith in what we read. We need to start oh, yeah. having a little bit more faith. In yeah. Because when you start undermining the core institutions yeah. in this country, um, that starts to become a problem. That's what happened with COVID. They, they bastardized and politicized COVID and masks. And, and quite honestly, Donald Trump says to Joe Biden in a debate, he's insulting his mask. The next day he has COVID. I mean, yeah. it's like, that was a pretty sad situation and ironic situation. So you start to doubt and you catch yourself doing it. It's like they call Pennsylvania. I'm like, which network called it? Right, That's yeah. not the way it's supposed to be. I mean, yeah. it's supposed to be they counted the votes Pennsylvania's in, 20 yeah. electoral votes go to 
uh, Vice President mm-hmm. Biden mm-hmm. as opposed to President Trump. That's a foundation that's been shaken yeah. to its core. And the other thing I think, Kathy, if you could take anything back to the Democratic leadership, personally for me, mm-hmm. the Democratic Party needs to repair the damage it's done. It's done with its relationship with law enforcement. And, no, and no, under no that they no need question. to, to imbr- because, no because there are so many good people working in our justice system, Absolutely. in our prisons, and oh, out no there on the street. There's police officers out there every day. I know many of them, as you, as you all we re- know. We represent a lot of them. I've That's been in true. law enforcement for 17 years as a prosecutor, mm-hmm. and it was very hard to, to start to feel well, like, and this may not even be the case, but the messaging was, you know, our system is so systematically bad that we got to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And that's not true. I mean, there are certainly things that could be fixed and need to be addressed. But at the same time, we have a system that protects us every day. So there needs to be a repairing of that relationship. I I, I couldn't agree more. I I will say that I think that a lot of that came less from the actions of the Democrats than more from the Trump narrative and the Republican narrative. Because if you drove down the streets, you would see a Trump sign and a blue line sign blue next line to it. Right. It almost became almost became synonymous with it. Thus, if you're a Democrat, you obviously don't support the police, which is nothing can be further from the truth. I, I think Joe, Joe Biden has some plans, and, and there's no question that you know, we really embrace the Black Lives Matter movement, quite honestly, even here in Luzerne County. They did a phenomenal job of something that we couldn't during the worst of COVID. When they had the series for about a month of the peaceful protests on Public Square in Luzerne mm-hmm. County, they used the opportunity to do voter registration. Now, we as a party, as you guys know, I can't go out and sit in front of a church and and register voters as the Democratic Party, but we need an allied organization to do that for us. That's what they did. And and locally, it's not really BLM. It's the Freedom Fighters. They're they're a different organization um, with, with, you know, issues that are much more in focus with Luzerne County and northeastern Pennsylvania. But they went after our target audience that we needed to reach, that young voter, 18 to 30 or 34, they were the ones, when they were having these very peaceful protests all through the summer, they were registering voters. And I think that started, you know, there's so much change going on in in Luzerne County. There truly, truly is. Um, The thing that I noticed in our headquarters on Public Square as thousands of people came through, so many of them saying, I never was involved politically before, ever. Lifelong Democrat, I voted. Can I volunteer? Yep. What yeah. can I do? The, the, thing that's, the thing that is also inspiring, um, and we talk about Kamala Harris, is there was a, re- a reporter in from Le Mans, a French newspaper, and mm-hmm. she's sitting across the desk with me and the whole thing, and we didn't even think of it, but it was a really busy day. People were coming and going. There were only three people who worked full-time in our office and two volunteers who kind of manned the door for us. But she looked around the room and we're making decisions and we're doing that, we're doing that. And she looked looked at all of us and she goes, you know, this entire party is run by women. And it was, (laughs) our whole office. Uh, There was myself, there was our deputy political director from the PA Dems, and there was a field operative from the Biden campaign. We were the only one there full time, and and we're running it. We're three women who are running it, and our volunteer, one of our volunteers who worked the door, is also female, and we just take charge and get things done. And that was that was amazing to see the amount of women who came in and wanted to volunteer, going back to the suburban yeah. women and, and drawing among them. Yeah. But across the board, going back, people coming in and saying, we've never volunteered. How do I sign up to volunteer? What can I do? I'll knock doors, I'll drive people to polls, I'll, I'll write postcards, I'll do text banking or phone banking. And uh, sadly, because of COVID, a lot of our older longtime volunteers couldn't. really couldn't be engaged. They, they would do the phone banking, they, they would write things. But what's amazing is everybody around us were volunteers who were new to the party and now are engaged and want to be involved. Mm. So if anything came out of this, it really has been a regeneration of the Democratic Party in Luzerne County. Do you think you're going to be able to keep, and what are your plans to keep those folks engaged? They, they, come, they say we want to stay engaged. Right. <laughs> it's it's yeah. not even so, yeah. so even though... So here's a, a, a Which is somewhat of a loaded news. question a little bit because okay. we have this tremendous amount of engagement um, for the presidential race, mm-hmm. 
Um, but the rest of the Democratic Party got their ass handed to them in they statewide did. races. They did. So, you know, I mean, other than Josh Shapiro, who really was, you know, just, a, 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 I mean, you know, did tremendous, but everybody else. His race I mean, was a lot closer than it should have been. Yeah, that's true, too. So, I agree. so why, you know, what are you seeing um, on the statewide level? Mm -hmm. Like that energy right. and that enthusiasm didn't translate down ticket for you know for the democratic um, party i when i looked at those final numbers and as the numbers kept going coming through last week i'm looking at what the heck's going on here it was it was a little crazy there were people who were reaching way over here to vote for donald trump but those state row offices were way tighter than they should have been and then i i was not entirely surprised about Nina Ahmad for Auditor General. Now, I've met her personally many times. We've had many phone conversations. She's a brilliant, genuine yeah. woman. Um, but COVID really held her back. She, she, you know, she fundraised. Um, you know, we, we even helped her in Luzerne County, helped her, you know, get out her yard signs and stuff, but she really couldn't travel. That race really, got nasty in Philly, yeah. too. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, see, see when, when, you ha when you have higher-ups in the Democratic Party, you know, openly coming out against her. I mean, it was a problem. It was it was a problem. It really was. So I, I was not surprised. Joe Torcella surprised me. Yeah. He has uh, ties here too. Mm -hmm. yeah. He has some really good friends here. Did he go to Sam or he Sam. went to school? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I've met Joe. I've met Joe, um, he, good friend of Dave Schwager, who who's could be the, a potential guest sometime. By the way, right? Yeah. Yes. President who, of the board. Dave or Joe? We know both, but Dave both. Schwager, God. Be great yeah. guests. that's an yeah, invitation, great David. So Dave, That'd you know, fun. had the chance to meet uh, Joe Tarsella and, and certainly a rising star and still may very well be a rising mm -hmm. star of the yeah, Democratic Party. Candidate. But it's curious to me and it shows you the power of personality. Mm -hmm. And people are so super engaged that they're saying, I like this person for treasurer. I like this mm -hmm. one for auditor. Yeah. Exactly. These are seats people never even talked about. I mean, it, it just is amazing. Like when you look at the, when you look at the vote totals, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, people people went in, and we were talking before we went, you know, came on the air. I mean, a lot of people just went in, voted for president, and left. Yeah. And there were other, you know, uh, nobody or very few people voted just straight Democratic. No. Right. No. And, and so I think that the days of people going in there and just, you know, you can count on them if they're a Democrat. You can count on them to vote for all the Democrats. Well, the, um, I think those I think those days are the, over. The straight the, ticket yeah. poll's no, gone though. Or, too, right. gone. or the yeah. same, or or the same can be said for the you know for the Republican side that, you know, people who were ardent Donald Trump supporters didn't really care about the Auditor General race. Right. Well, or, even or, more yeah. local, though, even though it was an, uh, it's a federal race, the, the Bognett-Cartwright. Mm -hmm. Bognett-Cartwright race. Right. So if, and fight. I wrote these numbers down. In Luzerne County, Matt Cartwright received 58,000 votes approximately, and uh, Jim Bognett received 57,000. So a lot of, a lot by the thousands, voted for yeah. President Trump and then voted for Matt Cartwright. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... There has been a lot of discussion about the power of President Trump down ticket and vice versa, you know, impact. I think people, because they're so engaged, are differentiating. Yeah. Well, one thing you can say, and, and, and about Matt, I mean, Matt, first of all, ran a fantastic campaign. Fantastic. But, but there's one mm -hmm. thing that, that Matt has done, I think, better than any other politician from Northeastern Pennsylvania is he spends a ton of time here. Yeah, I mean, he spends a lot of time in Hazleton. Mm -hmm. He's very engaged in, in that, you know, the, the Latin, Latin community. Um, he's a hard worker. A hard, a hard worker. And so I think that when, you know, when people are, are, are going to the polls now, they're, you know, and they're choosing between Bognet or, you know, or Cartwright, mm -hmm. they've seen Matt Cartwright. They've spoken to him. They've been in a Matt Cartwright mm -hmm. event. They see him in their How many He's fun. He's approachable. Yeah. So he, that's the thing. The thing about Matt is a very down-to-earth person, and, and I enjoy his company. I, I don't know Jim Bognett at all, but he did a, Matt did a good job of saying, hey, Jim came here to run. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, well, he's which not, is true. And, and that resonates with people. Um, and, and that one got a little... A little tough toward the end. There were people were throwing elbows, but in the end, Matt's hard work, um, the folks that he has working in his district offices here have been pretty consistent. Oh, yeah. I think that that really yeah. helped. But, Kathy, what I mean, so what does on that issue though? What, I mean, what does the Democratic Party in Pennsylvania need to do to start consistently winning 
the row offices, consistently winning. I mean, you look just in well, Luzerne County, yeah. you look at county council right now. I mean, it, it's, uh, what, what, what are the numbers? It, is it more, is seven it four. even? Seven four, seven which, four. which is tough. Who's keeping track? Of? And that's, yeah, who's keeping seven track? Four. That's, that's, you know, that that's already in my well, sights. This election yeah. is not called yet, and I'm looking at next year's county council right. elections. Right? I've got a meeting, and, you know, in about well, an hour about the, where we go but from what, here. Yeah, so. and what is the messaging, like, moving forward, like, to, to really solidify that Democratic base so that, you know, you start to kind of put this back together a little bit um, because it, it does seem so scattered, uh, even so right, you know, right now, even with, you know, the fact that Biden won Pennsylvania. Yeah. I think I think at the moment, not, not that we're not working on that, but at the moment, you know, it's like we've had this horrible toothache for four years and we need the pain <laughs> yeah. to finally subside yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And, and I think it's hard to message at this point until... Everybody's a little hungover. Everybody, yeah. Biden, Biden gets in the White House... We start seeing a return to to kindness and compassion and normalcy in our government, and see and and I think he's going to make a real endeavor to when he says he's going to be the president for all Americans, he's going to really reach out to to the right and try and try to make he's that happen have as well. To. He's going to have to on the county level, though. I think you know to answer your question, and I think it a lot comes down to candidate selection. Yes, exactly. We have to put the best people on the ticket and not you know work hard to get that because. You know, that I think that that was clearly what I saw in the last mm -hmm. election. I think Republicans probably had better candidates, and that's why they won. Well, and and, a, and with the trend that's uh, happening yeah. in Luzerne County, exactly. they define themselves. The Democratic Party is working on doing that because you can't ignore the fact no. President Trump won here, mm -hmm. won in Luzerne County. Well, there's a purple. But Kathy had cut into the margin, yeah. and you're degrade. moving forward. Right. But the Absolutely. reality is, there are people who still very many people in this community who still feel feel very passionately for his agenda Absolutely. in this country. Right. And the way to get some of those folks back to the Democratic tent is to appeal to those middle-of-the-road right. right. values that are, have always been important to the Here, Democratic here's Party. Here's the other question that I, I, we didn't even talk about it, but the big question for the, the, the off-year election coming up in two years is what is going to be... What's going to happen with the Donald Trump base? Are they going to stay plugged in? Are they going to just go away? Exactly. What are they going to do? And, and who's going to get them? Are they just going to stay out on their own? You know, because like they, I think those people are extremely loyal to Donald Trump. And, you know, I think they, you know, I know what happened out in my voting district. They came out of the yeah. woods and voted for yes, this man. They did. And then are they going to do it again? They didn't two years ago. So what will happen? It's going to be an interesting. And what happens nationally with his base? And I think that's what a lot of these politicians are trying to ask, what, what's going to happen? What, 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 what my, Have you heard anything on no, that? No, but what, my one theory, and I really think Donald Trump being who Donald Trump is, will retreat to Mar-a-Lago, lick his wounds, and then he's going to make his money going forward having rallies. Donald Trump rallies. He's not campaigning for anything. He, he is not going but, anywhere. But just, he's going to be may, a, may, Does he come back he, in four years? He, he, maybe. Maybe. Or he t or he tries to launch one of his kids. He should go make money. I mean, he's very well, good at what, it. But is it, that's what he's going to do. Yeah. I, 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 I don't come, know. Come It'll be interesting. Great at he's listening. It's going to be great if, TV. If there's it's if there's one great thing TV. the guy's great at, I mean, I, he's great at marketing. He he's will, great at. Yeah. I mean, look at the branding. His brand is. Let's not forget. He became president of the United I know. States. Yes. Yeah. His yeah. brand is stronger than ever. About the scandals in the beginning, he was impeached. I mean, the man. Is yeah. resilient yeah. and and impressive in many respects. His behavior uh, yeah. creates a lot of problems and makes people cringe. But the reality is, he Floyd May, Floyd Mayweather does what he calls a shoulder roll block. It's, oh yeah, it's, it's really a tremendous asset more than some of his punches. Donald Trump is the master of the political shoulder roll, and he uh -huh. he just and, and Roger Stone factored in that. Steve Bannon factored mm -hmm. in that. And Miller, Stephen Miller, Steve yeah. Miller, mm -hmm. and, and uh, I just think that where he goes from here, uh, what the Republican Party is watching, and I think the the Marco Rubios of the world and and uh, Lindsey Graham's of the world are saying we need to be careful right now. Right. Well, and that's we hey, want to hold yeah. this coalition hey, listen, together. That's why, I mean, make no mistake about it. That's why none of them are saying concede. Oh, exactly. None of them, no. because they realize that. January fourth, the balance of the uh, you know of the Senate is 
mm-hmm. up in the air. Yeah. And if they do not, I mean, Stacey Abrams is, a, you know, She's she is phenomenal. unbelievable. And the amount of amount of new registered voters in the state of Georgia is amazing. She re, she registered eight hundred thousand new voters. That's astronomical. Mm-hmm. And they know if they do not have that base They're engaged, gonna, mm-hmm. gonna flip. they are done. Yeah. I mean, they are they are absolutely. And we'll done. find out. This will be a first test. Do they come out without him on the ballot? And we, you can't forget the fact that externally Donald Trump is who he is, but mm-hmm. internally to people, he was appealing to something inside, oh, yeah. and and that's that's the connection we, the Democratic Party has to make. I has to, you know. But so much of it was just personality driven. I have. Show business. No, yeah. it's, it's it not is, politics. It is show, it's no, show business. It, it, it absolutely is. Barack Obama the, was a superstar. Oh, yeah. Let's not forget that he was a, a rock star. Well, and, yeah. uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. So, but it's fun. Like when you say about Barack Obama, somebody's like, the last twelve years, we've had two of the most unqualified people to ever hold the office of president be president right. of the United right. States. I mean, Barack Obama. I mean, you know, listen. Whether you, no matter what you say. Not wasn't qualified like qualified right. to be the president of the United States was a superstar. Absolutely. Charismatic. Did you see the video? He sinks the three, oh, and what yeah, did he say? Yeah, All I do yeah, is win every yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, the guy. Yeah, so you have to. You're in yeah. media. You, you know, in oh, addition to being oh, organized oh, and working okay. hard, you're going to be a successful head of this party because you can talk to the cameras. You can talk with people. That's important. Yeah, and you work. What, what has changed in our culture in the past twelve years or so? What? But so, social, social media. media. Mm-hmm. Democratic Party has got to get pretty. Ex- exactly. <laughs> right. they, 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 no, no. They they have to they have to do a, a better job because I have been, you know, party to the backstage of the way it's done, and they're really good, hardworking people. But there are things that I do I know as a media person, as a PR person that I would have done differently. Right. There's no question. Um, which is why we did a lot of things on our own that, you know, we did, the one thing I wanted to do is going back to, you know, the forgotten, is we did a video series profiling people, members of the Democratic Party from all across the area, just saying, I'm so-and-so, I'm a proud loser and County Democrat, and this is why I'm going for Joe Biden. We did that and, and found it out to social media, just so mm-hmm. it's not somebody from some other state telling yeah. us, or some Somebody on a commercial, you know, the, the fake, right. fake Sean who owns the gas station right. someplace. Right. 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 likes our no. own. Yeah, right. no. sure. our, our own. <laughs> and and we and we also, you know, we had several of them done in both English and Spanish because yeah. we needed that constituency, yeah. and and they came through for us on that. And um, you know, this is that's made the difference. You you can't just be, you know, you can't just be. George Herbert Walker Bush, who I loved, who's a wonderful gentleman, but he was not a rock star president. In this day and age, you got to have a rock star president mm-hmm. candidate who has a machine that knows how to do social media, who knows how to play the broad spectrum of traditional media and cable. That that's part of the job these days. Yeah, huge part. Well, and I think the other thing that really helped the Democratic Party right now was both Barack Obama and Michelle Obama oh. becoming re-engaged in the party because oh, without yeah. without Barack Obama especially spending time in Philadelphia mm-hmm. you know 2 weeks ago I don't know if the African American population in Philadelphia comes out and votes in the numbers that they did because they didn't for Hillary you know they didn't I mean they did not they sat on the sidelines and, and so I mean that's that was really important especially but, but, for, but kudos, especially for kudos to the guys down in Philadelphia cuz I was on some calls with them and they turned the vote out. They oh, were yeah, they really did. Senator Hughes. Yeah. I mean, they were ready to rock and roll. So, um, all the, the they were ready. And you know, kudos to them because they did not come out in sixteen. We we're one hundred fifty thousand no, no, votes no, short. They did not. And they it, made it this happen. is why Luzerne County came in. I mean, you did Amen. the analysis. It's absolutely very clear why we lost sixteen. And those guys did a tremendous job in Philly, even though Donald Trump performed better in Philadelphia. Apparently, mm-hmm. this round than he did last time. In, in addition to yourself, four points. Yeah. Or in addition like to yourself, who are the Members of the future class of the Democratic Party. Oh, geez. Um, Superstars in Pennsylvania, John Fetterman. No, I love that man. I'll tell you Our what. Lieutenant Governor. I, I had no idea who he was. And I watched when he ran against Toomey and Katie McGinty, whom mm-hmm. I know. Uh, mm-hmm. And they did the, um, it was on PBS or it was on uh, uh, um, PCN. They did their series of debates in 2018 and i was like 
first you turn on the TV and you think, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> there's there's yeah. Sumi who is the most buttoned up Republican. Yeah. There's yeah. Katie in her yeah. petite little blue suit. And there's this guy with his sleeves rolled up with the full tats out and the open collar. And I'm like, who is this guy? But I sat and watched that debate and I said, this guy's a rock star. Oh, yeah. I will vote for oh, this yeah. man. Very bright. And I went on to do so for yeah. lieutenant governor. Very bright. He, he's he on, even on the national yeah. stage. And it, as we talked about before, his 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 challenge and, and even the cowboy suck. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and he, you know he knows how to do it. And his uh, he and his wife have oh. a, a tremendous oh. social media presence. They're 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 a, a great family. You know, attractive mm. family, yeah. educated family. These are the kind of things. And when I say the Democrats got to get pretty, the Republicans, because oh. that's what the world expects yeah. these days. And oh, by that, I mean, put some folks out front that are, the that are yeah. bright, yeah. motivated, and Articulate. have that media presence. Exactly. Because it can't be, we will never go back. And, and this is the reality. We will never go back to the Democratic Party or the way it was in Luzerne no, County. And no. many, no. for it's many reasons, that's going to be it. a good thing. It is a good thing. Um, Needs to evolve. So we need to embrace... Uh, as a community, the future of politics here, expect the engagement levels you have. People mm -hmm. feel very, very strongly. Well, especially, I mean, and, and you know, Luzerne County is going to have some big races in the, you know, in the, um, in the they, next couple of years. Lots of stuff coming up in the next couple yeah, of years. So, I mean, it, you know, they're going to People lining up already. Right. <laughs> so, oh, I mean, yeah. You yeah. know, the Democratic Party is going to have to make sure that they're doing their job to vet good candidates, mm -hmm. to run good candidates. Absolutely. Um, because that's, you know, what we were talking before. Like, you, you know, people are going to vote for candidates now mm -hmm. they're not just going to vote for a democrat they're not going to vote for a republican they're going to vote for you know a particular candidate that they're engaged you know that they're engaged by and great and you know what applause to the fact that more people voted in this election than ever I mean, and it's it amazing. was it was in in this climate with yeah. covid and everything i think about it. you had to do a little work to get it done but they got it done it's amazing I mean, really amazing. I, I look forward to continued conversations with you. Oh, anytime. Yeah. Really, we're, we're honored to have you with all the stuff you have going on with your your national media exposure, and uh, you know, I think the future for the Democratic Party is certainly a lot brighter, uh, and better days are ahead. Um, Kathy, we're still waiting for Jared to tell us what he's going to run for. Yeah, yeah. Right. so am I. <laughs> run to your office and work. The, the hills. The hills. Uh -huh. So um, we have to say today we're, we're doing our show at Studio 16 uh, in the Accelerator mm -hmm. in, in Wilkes-Barre, which is a, a, the former guard building. Um, now operated by uh, Chris Jones, who, who yeah, thank uh, you, Chris, uh, thank and you, Chris. Yeah. and Cole Creative, uh, Cole Creative all also, good, all also, good also, mine and also good, unapologetic Democrat. They got us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, so, no, absolutely. Uh, but, but this is a beautiful facility. So if we are clearer and uh, coming through in greater <laughs> detail, it's, look uh, better, sound better to shoot yeah, for yeah, here, guys. Thank I don't you. know that Chris yeah, right is capable of doing that. Yeah, no, 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 definitely not. Thank you so much and. It's been great to be back and we yeah. look forward to yep. continuing Let's to keep going. do our show. All right. Let's do it. Let's do more. Have me back again sometime. We could do this that. This so much fun. I'm around. You don't Seriously. return my calls. <laughs> that is not true. I return everybody's phone calls. I'll yeah. defect from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to see again, everybody. Again. Again. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you, so Thank you Kathy. So really. Thank Take you very care. much. Thanks. Thanks.